I'm Josh Barrow. And I'm Lynette Lopez. And this is Hard Pass. So there are a lot of ways to buy really, really expensive art. One of them is through Sotheby's, which is the publicly traded auction house. To explain exactly how that works to Joshua and I, who have never bought <laughs> a multi-million dollar piece of art. You don't know what I do. I know exactly what you do. We have our guest, Nahema Mehta, who is the CEO and boss bitch at Absolute Art. So, Sotheby's, Nahema, how does it work? It's a public company. It's different from Christie's, which is private. Why Sotheby's? Why does it exist? Why is it public? And why does it have a credit facility? So in the art market, you have the primary market and you have the secondary market. What happens in the primary market is you have gallerists who work directly with artists and sell their work for the first time. Once that work is in the market, it gets resold on the secondary market. And that's where auction houses come into play, like Sotheby's and Christie's. And what they do is they divide themselves up into different themes, if you will. So you have the Impressionist, you have the Contemporary, you have the Asian art. And what they do is they go to collectors all over the world and they convince them to sell pieces in their collection. Or as a collector, you come to Sotheby's and Christie's and ask for them to sell a part of your collection. And that goes into auction where people can bid on those works and purchase them. People pay a lot for these services. I, I, I thought it was remarkable looking at Sotheby's financial results. They collect commissions often, you know, in the neighborhood of 15, 20 plus percent on these sales. Absolutely. And, and the reason they're able to do that is because they offer a sense of safety and a sense of legitimacy that you perhaps couldn't get on your own, right? Not only do they have the marketing muscle to push it out, but anyone selling on uh, Christie's or Sotheby's and using them as a vehicle they know that they're going to get the best network possible of buyers, right? And also, as a buyer, you know that there is an authenticity claim around the works that you're buying. Because unlike other industries, you could easily buy a fake Warhol. So like any industry where you're a broker, these auction houses make more money when the market's hot because there are more sales and the sale prices are higher. Things have cooled off in the last year, and Sotheby's has been losing money. And I guess my question is, what's the math behind that? Is it just basically they have less income, and then but they have all these employees around running the auctions, authenticating the art, schmoozing the buyers and sellers? Those costs are pretty fixed, and so they lose money when things slow down like this? So I think there's always a lot of theater involved in a lot of these auctions that you wouldn't necessarily know unless you were a player in the game, right? Because sometimes there is a work that comes to auction by an artist, and the gallerist of that artist is in the audience. And they see that it's not really reaching where it needs to go. And so that gallerist will step in and purchase the artwork, essentially to maintain the value of his or her artist's market, right? So you have a lot of these different mechanisms in play in the auction house to make a sales look very successful, um, even if they are successful. So if you look at the fall sale right now of Sotheby's, for example, um, $277 million in the contemporary sale, of the 64 works that they put on to sale, 11 of them were actually backed by a third-party guarantee. When you say backed by the guarantee, you mean they, they ended up actually being sold to the guarantor? In many cases, yes. So the auction houses offer two types of guarantees. They offer third-party guarantees, and then just straight-up guarantees. So what a third-party guarantee is, is that they find a third-party investor to basically say and pledge that they will purchase the artwork for a minimum amount, um, no matter how well it does at auction. And 
then if it does do well, then the third-party investor is able to share in the profit with the auction house. So it's an, it's an insurance policy, basically. It's absolutely yeah. an insurance policy. And then, you know, before 2008, um, the auction houses were a lot more aggressive with their own guarantees, right? They were guaranteeing a lot of works to make sure that their sales were going through, but they started to lose a lot of money. One interesting thing about Sotheby's business is they won't just broker the art sale. They'll actually lend you money to buy the artwork with. Um, and this is a major part of their business. It actually helps smooth out their business because while the 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 auction and commission on auctions business is really volatile and, you know, some seasons you have a great auction, sometimes it's not so great, because they have this portfolio of loans against art, those are generating interest all the time and it's a more stable business. But then the question is, if the art market goes really south, these are loans against art, you know, maybe at 50% up to 60% loan to value. If art values fall a lot, they can end up in a position where the borrowers are saying, I'm not going to perform on the loan on this. Here's the artwork. You go have fun with it. Right. And the more financialized Sotheby's has gotten, the more analysts have questioned whether or not this is the smartest idea in the world. You know, um, you're generally dealing with credit worthy buyers, but, you know, Sotheby's lived through 2008. So isn't this a problem for art as an investment? Doesn't that just create a lot of uncertainty around value and make it difficult to to, to figure out how to invest? To some extent, but it really comes down to how you're looking at art as an investment, right? If you're looking to come off the street and just purchase an artist and think it's going to increase in value over the course of two weeks, it's not going to happen, right? But for blue chip works that are incredibly, incredibly sought after, they time and time again demand prices when they are brought to market. And in that sense, they are very much an investment piece, but only a sliver of the population is able to buy it. And when you look at it as an investment, you have to say, okay, here's your portfolio, right? Here's your alternative investments. Here's the sliver that you're actually, thread that you're actually putting towards art. There is a fraction of the population that can play the art investment game. And that is on such a high end of the market. That's the $88 million Monet. Hard Pass is produced by Ben Riskin. Our cover art is by John Fulton, and the music you are hearing is by Aaron Leader. 